0: Hey, listen, fellas, check it out! Big fight tonight, man. Who y'all got? <laughs> Errol, Crawford. Well, the thing about here, I'll, I'll speak to, to see first. The first, the thing about Arrow that I noticed because I didn't know a bit much about him was that dude's real kind of—he's a one-trick pony, man. He comes straight at you and he puts pressure on you. Goes to the body real strong and he's strong. He's just straight line, straight line, straight line takes really good angles yes the thing about Crawford that I like is that you know, he's he's a high IQ guy yeah I'm, I'm afraid that he's gonna throw a wrinkle at Earl Spence that you know that he's not gonna be able to recover from because he that Earl Spence doesn't seem like he's much of a, a thinker to me no
1: no but he's um, gonna start to, he's gonna try to start the fight fast
0: yeah oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
1: so we'll see you know I'm saying? hopefully the fight doesn't come on at one in the morning I'm so asleep but
0: yeah yeah I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing that man it's gonna be good no doubt but no doubt but hey everyone everyone it's been a couple weeks welcome back to firm fatherhood me and my brothers here chopping it up about uh the crawford and spence fight tonight who you got you can tell us tell us in the comments or whatever it is um oh okay listen uh, one thing i didn't do is introduce myself and i am herman Tras,
1: sebring worthy yo yo what up
2: those you know, coming to you live from the Forty side
0: Oh, okay, I don't know even what the hell that means, but I absolutely dog. <laughs> <y'all. laughs> but no man, come you know, on man, you gotta listen
2: to King's Disease. Nas is great, greatest oh, man.
0: Pitch, hey, yeah. you know what? Hey, listen, I I got Magic too, the other day, and and I love it. Period. Dot. Um, yeah. You uh, you all look good, man. Both of you with your uh salt and pepper. You're a little just for men. I like that.
1: Hey man, ain't no <laughs> just for men over here, man. This is old natural rag. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt no enhancements
1: bro og in the game
0: okay well here's what let's get to the meat of this man let's uh all jokes aside man we're talking about a, a matter that's no joking matter at all and uh i wonder what you like to bring up exactly what we are discussing today
1: man we're gonna talk about mental health um
0: dumb, dumb, dumb. Is,
1: yeah man it's, it's it's definitely something that's um here lately has been talked about often uh maybe not often enough mm. um it's something that we all have to deal with at a certain point in time um uh, mm. you know uh we just have a lot of different situations where uh we as men uh maybe need to take better care of ourselves our our mental selves and uh what we're here today man we're here to talk about that and, and figure out the best ways to go about that you know
0: no doubt and uh, that's a, a big thing, man, a big uh, issue today in uh, American society. The uh, narrative that is uh, prevalent here in society is that men don't seek help, don't seek quite as much help as they should, and that science is calling it a silent crisis because men have these mental health issues and they don't seek any help for it. Sciences have deemed it, have uh, built it, the silent crisis, as in, you know, we're all suffering in silence. Do you all find that to be true?
2: Oh, absolutely. What little research I've done. Um, it talks about the difference between men and women. I think uh, okay. 20 to 30% of women deal with a uh, mental illness after, you know, a child is born. Oh, postpartum. Postpartum. Yeah. We, we all know about it, but it comes in different forms and only 10% of men, you know, show signs of postpartum. And that's just those who actually speak up and say hey I got something going on you know a lot of us don't even say it so those numbers are through the roof when you break down the, you know <clears throat> the amount of people or the amount of men that are actually dealing with this like you said in silence okay. and we deal with it differently it, it looks differently for men you know um, it's not just depression you know it's we can have anxiety you know it, it's a lot of different things that we go through like you said in silence so yeah, okay. man, it's a lot to I, bite off.
0: I'd love to sit here with you and talk about this, honestly. You know, like uh, this is one of those things that I didn't even come across in my research, but men's men's postpartum. Is that a thing?
2: That is a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See? They talk about 40 uh, percent of men won't talk about it. You know, and these are just people who are just, you know, who filed in for this uh, poll. And 40 percent of the men say they will not talk about their mental health issues. They just will deal with it. So the numbers are staggering. I mean, we don't know what the numbers really are. It's just 10% that are actually going and saying there's something wrong with me. Okay. So vast majority of us who are saying, yeah, I'm good. I'm straight.
0: Let's go. Because as
2: a man, you're supposed to, you know, just kind of, you know, man up. And we got we really got to get rid of that uh, narrative of just manning up and figuring things out for
1: ourselves. We got to talk yeah. about it. Absolutely. See, well fellas, let's let's talk about it specifically. Uh we are all fathers here. Um what are some of the things that you guys have dealt with after the birth of your child? Like, is it, you know, I know we have different issues than women do um, because I know women are dealing with the fiscal aspect of just giving birth and they're dealing with the aspect of taking care of the baby and uh, dealing with a household and and this and that and a third. But what are some of the things that as men that we've dealt with, uh, after the birth of of any of your children like right afterwards man what's some of the stuff that you guys can remember uh having to kind of uh feel out and 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 you know everything is brand new what's some of the stuff that you guys have to deal with
0: man i tell you uh stress management time management is my thing i mean just once these kids are born man you, your everything changes it just kind of all your time looks different. You're, uh, you're waking up, you're going to sleep. Everything looks different. So mm-hmm. trying to get back on the horse and getting back into a routine, man. And then you end up in some places getting way behind on things. Mm. And then this big wave of crap, what seems like a big wave of crap comes falling down on you because you know, you're not sleeping like you used to sleep. You don't eat as much you used to eat or how you like to eat or when you like to eat. But you know, things you it just messes your time up more than anything, and then that that just starts the cycle. So, mm, mm. shout out to the ladies though for postpartum, though. I mean, I absolutely, you absolutely, we're not
1: you to we're The shaved, fact that a whole,
0: you know, a whole human being comes out of you, yeah, you got to carry for nine months, no. right?
2: But we, we are here to talk about firm fatherhood, so we're going to talk about the mental illness of that we see. You okay. know, we're not dismissing them, you know, in no way, they're getting the help. Mm. For the most part, they're out there getting the help. Yeah. We're out here to to make it comfortable for those who aren't getting the help. Um, yeah, anxiety was a big issue for me. I remember uh, yeah. putting the car in the car seat and like other cars around me, normal things that you normally do just on a day-to-day basis. You know, I'm putting car seats in my car, you know, for my <clears throat> cousins or whatever all the time, but making sure the car seat was strapped, making sure the straps wasn't too tight you know, when this car comes balling by, you like, what the hell is this idiot doing? You know, I got my kid in the car, you know. So I remember being anxious about that, that the first time out. You know, leaving the hospital was a big thing for me. Driving really slow on the
1: highway, you know, <laughs> it's like this is crazy. So, um, I remember uh, when my daughter was born, uh, she always needed breathing treatments in the very beginning. So uh, one cough could turn into a, a one or two minute coughing fit. Uh, I remember having to rush her to the, to the ER on a couple of different occasions. And even when she slept, you know, I would go back and forth to her crib with always looking at her, making sure she was okay and making sure she was all right. It's like my nerves were on edge that entire time. Cause you know, I, I just was afraid. And at the time, Um, Like Herman mentioned, working, getting adequate sleep, uh, having to wake up at a certain time every morning and still really having to um, take care of all my other uh, duties and, you know, anything that I was dedicated to. It was like it was difficult to learn balance at that point because I had my son, I had my daughter you know, she was sick and she needed breathing. It just was a lot of responsibility kind of just thrown on you. And you just didn't really know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Of course, over time, you understand and you manage the best that you can, but at that particular time, man, it was, it was stressful. It was stressful. It really was.
0: So. No, I see. I I don't think uh, me and Earl or me and you even see, you have had that discussion about, about actually having real anxiety about things. And uh, that's, that's, that's crazy. You know, you and I—we're talking about how men don't talk about it. And the three of us, as close as we are, you know, we've never had this discussion ourselves. Do we ever yeah. even
1: use the word anxiety prior to hell? No, no two, no, three years absolutely ago, not. Uh, absolutely
2: not. Absolutely yeah. not. Know, so you know, yeah, that's that speaks it's a to new language thing. for everybody. You know? Yeah, right.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, with respect to that, man, I'm gonna take my first uh, steps towards uh, my own mental illness, health, and uh, start like that now our mental illness is is in line (laughs) no man but in all seriousness um we're gonna approach this in in such a way as uh we want to talk about we'll start the discussion talking about what problems we're dealing with societally and not even especially as black men, even though that's a, a big part of our thing, because that's again, that's the lens that we're looking out of. Yeah. That's who but, we are. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that um, here. I want to bring up a quote from somebody that I love very dearly. And this quote says, men don't even stop to assess the damage. It's just keep going. Mm-hmm. You all know who said that one Severn Worthy said that. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so, and I find that to be the truest of the truth. <laughs> yeah. So when we come back, we're going to start to talk about what, what problems we're facing in society and how we're going to go about fixing them. Sounds good, man. All right, fellas, man. Let's
1: uh let's attack this thing from the studs. Let's let's get a clear uh understanding of what uh, what we have on the table for today. So, you know, uh, as a as a community, uh, mental health has always been somewhat of a taboo subject, you know, Um,
0: social stigma.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, And maybe if you really want to break it down to uh, to a generational thing. um, If I were to go to my mother right now, my grandmother right now, uh, you know. The people in my family in that generation. If you go to them talking about healing, generational curses, anxiety, you know, it's almost a trigger for them, you know, and and maybe I'll be maybe I'm speaking, you know, just from my perspective, but they don't really want to hear all that stuff. They really weren't taught to address a lot of these issues, you know, uh, not in my family, they weren't. And it's like, like you said, Herman, it's real taboo. Like, you know, when now that we talk about it, it it seems like we can kind of talk about it a little freely now and, uh, we can have understanding and patience and grace for one another. Uh, but at one point in time, that was not the case. maybe, you know, as little as five to 10 years ago, that was not the case. Now we are in a space where I think we are starting to open up and understand that, um, you know, these things exist. And, uh, and that we need to talk about them and work them out, man. What do you think?
0: Well, what I think is this: is that uh, I want to I'll I'll put it in in this framework. Um, How much does you how much do you think that the farmer thinks about the mental health of his of his cow? Not at all. Okay, so that's kind of the I feel like that's the lane that, that, you know, black America sits in is that, you know, we came into this into the situation is cargo essentially. So, you know, our mental health wasn't really, wasn't really a thing. It was just kind of like one of those things that it's like, you know, you, you understand our mental health as much as one would understand the mental health of that dog. Right. You know? Right. So, I mean, I've read things that that, that speak of uh, black men and black women carrying trauma inside their bodies, just right from, right from birth, you know, like mm. that the, the slavery stuff just lives right here in us.
1: Uh, Man, they say 13.4% of the U.S. population identifies as black or African-American. And of of those, over 16% reported to have a mental illness in the past year. That's over 7 million people. So there's an obvious problem here uh, that needs to be addressed.
3: Hmm.
1: Let's talk about what mental health
2: looks like, though. I mean, it's a lot of different avenues, you know. It's not just, you know, these quote unquote crazy people walking around, you know.
1: Well, mental health looks like, uh, looks like me, looks like you, looks like Herm. You know, when I say that, I mean, just like what Herm just said that I said earlier uh, to him in the conversation we were having. We as men are kind of taught to just pack it on, throw it on your shoulder uh, and, and keep it moving. We never really stopped to assess any damage. We never really stopped to, you know, take care of ourselves. We never really stopped to really stop to understand um, or to deal with the different situations and mental issues that plague us. So right. um, I was just telling her uh, Earl earlier the, uh, this week uh, that I was having a difficult week, man. Uh, I yeah. I had I hurt my back. I had been off of work uh, here for for a short period of time. And what has always been most difficult for me uh, as a man is really understanding how to balance uh, work, uh, being a father, uh, being an entrepreneur, like the different hats that we all wear, they all need balance. And it's really difficult in times where I'm, I'm losing grip and it's difficult for me to ask for help. You know, and yeah. I think that's something that we all kind of deal with as men.
0: Earl?
2: Um, I was going to see Wanna expand on that. I mean, it's hard to reach out for help, but let's talk about why. You know, I'm always asking why, you know. Um, black adult men, one in three, deal with symptoms of mental illness and are less likely to seek help. And I think that largely is because of that generational racial trauma that we've had to deal with. I mean, we deal with so much as men, especially black men, um, PTSD. I mean, how many of y'all had friends that, that didn't make it out of high school? You know, we yeah. heard gunshots all the time. in Gary, it's like a war zone. Right. We haven't dealt with that trauma. You know, lack of trust with the health issue, with the health care industry. You know, our grandparents came up and, you know, they didn't really go to the doctor. They were experimental with us. So we won't even seek out that not to mention the lack of resources that we have (laughs) on top of the stigma that we know it goes with men and mental health. You know, like we said, we all have dealt with some type of health issues. None of us have ever talked about it amongst each other. And if you're not comfortable talking to your friends about it or seeking help from your friends, you are definitely not going to reach out to somebody or it's less likely that you will reach out to somebody else. I Hey
1: bro, transparent moment. I was three Uh, days in. uh, um, to having the issues that I was having last week uh in pain and hurt and I didn't tell a soul I didn't tell anybody and and wasn't going to tell anybody until I felt like I had no other choice but to reach out for some help um you know it's just it's just difficult to put yourself to put myself in the in a situation to whereas I feel helpless um or that I need help and sometimes I correlate help with feeling like uh, like, helplessness like if i'm asking for help i'm weak in some type of way or i i can't handle it myself for you know and those things really plagued me there's a lot of outdated roles and customs dealing with uh what the definition of being a man is in my head and i'm really trying my best to recalibrate that and do better with that
0: with respect to to Severin, and um you know, we're glad that you made it through to the other side, man. Like, you know, <laughs> here's that was an assumption, man. Have you made it through to the other side? Uh, I made it through that
1: small battle, um, but it's still more to go. And I'm still learning how to better balance um, all the hats that I wear, because, you know, we all know, you know, you got to work to live and to take care of your family. So on a day to day basis, man, you know. I'll almost exhaust myself before I take a rest, before I stop. I'll, I'll be to the point of exhaustion before I finally say, man, I need a day or I need, you know, I'll, I'll wake up one morning and I just can't do it. And that's after about a month and a half of going day to day and every day. So it that's won't be so one, much to yeah. be making that competent decision. It'll be just that my body is just being exhausted and just like, no, I can't do it today. So I have to mm-hmm. kind of reel it in and do better with that, man. I really do. So I'm working on it, and I'm aware of the issue, uh, but I'm nowhere near at the point where I feel like I have it resolved. Appreciate yeah, some- the
2: transparency, man. That's that's a hell of a yeah. hell of a bag to carry by yourself, my friend. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. hard as men. We have to take me time. Mental health means we have to seek. Me time, you have to cut it off at some point. And as the man of the house and, you know, we all carry that role, it's like, do we trade money for memories? But you have you have to find time to do both. And if it means uh I'm not gonna do anything today for anybody else, then it, it may sound selfish, but it's a need, it's an absolute need. I talked to this guy at work and uh, him and his son play video games all the time. That's their time, that's their thing. Hmm. He feels, Sad if he wants to get a game like that him and his son don't play they like to play FIFA. he likes to play Madden so if his son comes he'll cut off his madden game just to play FIFA. I'm like, you need that special time for yourself. It's cool that you and your son get down but it's to the point where he doesn't even want to do anything for himself and I'm like, you have got to find that that time for yourself. you've got to carve that thing out.
1: I'm gonna tell you uh, that label of provider it's a blessing and a curse because oh, yeah. it's a blessing to be able to take care of your family and provide for them and to do all the things that is wanted and needed. But at the same time, you can get caught up in that and um, really kind of work yourself into a into a frenzy where you, um, you don't know where you're coming to going sometimes because you got so much going on. No. we have to separate the the wants from the needs we have to absolutely
2: provide the needs but some of those wants are just not necessary right right all right welcome back to firm fatherhood uh see you got any black
1: businesses that you want to shout out in particular hell yeah my black business brother um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh actual air solutions uh man we are doing big things man. we just had a huge job on wednesday uh 3,000 square foot house man it was it was it was huge man we're probably the biggest job to date man so we're doing big things we're moving up man if you want your air dust cleaned if you need your dry vents clean if you care about your air we care about your air, man hit us up actual air solutions man um actual air solutions 21 at gmail Uh, please holler at us man if you for all your actual air solution needs the uh, phone number is 317-500-4349 again the number is 317-500-4349 if you're a restoration company man you need a little help with getting those vents together man getting that smoke smell out um, any of the above man here uh, soon we're going to be adding uh, cleaning to our repertoire so please hit us up actual air solutions we care about your air Tell us, Sebron, how they can get, how the people can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us at firmfatherhood at gmail.com. All social media platforms, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, firmfatherhood, one word. Uh, Please drop through, holler at us, man. Let us know what's going on. Uh, Let us know what you think. Let us know anything that's on your mind, any ideas that you may have that we can better help and serve our community. That's what we are here for, firmfatherhood, one word. Uh, facebook
0: and instagram we were talking previously about mental health uh, more specifically men's mental health and i wanted to tell everybody what we mean when we, we, we say men, men's mental health we mean things like dealing with depression or panic and anxiety or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or even all the way down to eating disorders those sort of things those are the type of things we deal with um Here's a a question that I like everybody to chew on is that number one, I want to say this, man, you know, meditation is hard. Can I say that?
1: It is. It is. I've tried it. (laughs) I do it often (laughs) and it's very
0: difficult. What's I'll tell you, I know why it's difficult for me, but I'd love to hear from you guys. What makes it difficult for you? Carving out that time where
2: the house is semi quiet, you know, where it's just good enough where no, you're not going to get a disruption and you know, It's either early in the morning or late at night for me. And that's my biggest thing. If I don't do it first thing in the morning, it probably doesn't happen because I just get so overwhelmed and so busy that I'm giving so much more of myself to
1: everybody else that I just don't have time for. it. Mm -hmm. See, Um, I started that way, Earl, uh, doing it first thing in the morning. But then then when I was doing it first thing in the morning, I had to get up a little bit early in order to do it. And then when it becomes a chore, then I don't want to do it. So I try to put myself in a situation to where I got like a 15-minute commute to work. I'll turn my radio off and drive in silence. And that'll be my time where I just kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be you being still and, you know, sitting, you know, Indian style on the floor. It it doesn't have to be anything in particular. It could be whatever it is that you need it to be. So, doubt. I'll drive to I'll drive to work with no music, no nothing and just kind of let my mind wander. I don't I also don't try to hold my mind hostage and make it stand still and not think about anything. I used to try to force that too. So I just let it go, man, you know, and just kind of take that 15 minutes, you know, 20 minutes once I get to work uh and just kind of let my mind wander, let it go, man, and and it kind of gives me a chance to recollect my thoughts get myself together man and get a get a good start off to the day if i end up doing it at the end of the day uh it's kind of just something kind of winding down um uh, just in in a, in a place where it's just quiet you know mm-hmm. i used to try to close my eyes sit still and it, like it was all these rules get rid of the rules and just do what's comfortable for you,
0: you know? okay okay that's the takeaway for me is doing what's comfortable because i was like that I, i'm always about okay how do i get a house quiet when i get the house quiet okay i gotta sit still i gotta close my eyes I gotta play this kind of music right and right. you know like like you said maybe it's just best to set the rules aside mm-hmm. and make it something that's a little bit more palatable for myself absolutely i mean and absolutely. another thing is you know i, I get scared of sitting by myself by myself with my own mind my mind's no good. So you know,
3: I gotta <laughs> clear place. Is it tainted? <laughs> I'm
0: like, man, am I a bad person?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, nah, just I, I think that's part of the mental health uh thing, man. Just, just kind of being gentle with yourself, man. Being to the point where you're not uh putting your know, these stringent, you know, walls around you all the time to whereas you gotta follow every single rule and everything that you hear and everything that you do. Sometimes it's, man, I sit outside on my front porch, man, and just sit there for about 30 minutes and just sit there. I don't have nothing in my ear. I'm not listening to anything. I'm not strolling through my phone. I just sit outside. You know, whatever is comfortable for you, do that. You know, it'll, just that time alone, I think it uh, has a big thing to do with uh, self self health. Is that a mental break or is it
2: uh I don't is there a difference between a mental break and meditation? Because it sounds more like a mental break, is what I'm hearing. Well, that's because I'm, I'm kind of a stickler about the rules. I gotta be doing this and I gotta be doing that. And that's just me. I kind of compartmentalize a lot of things. So
1: you know, uh there's so many different views upon what meditation is, and seeing that there's so many different rules and so many different ways that you can go about it i wouldn't place any rules on yourself like i said put yourself in a position to where it's like if you if you carve out a, a moment in time for yourself you can call it whatever you want to do you can call it meditation you can call it prayer you can call it time alone you can call it whatever you want to call it you know the king's nuts yeah whatever you want you know it's, it's there for you man and if you find yourself looking for that day-to-day that's when you succeed because it's like okay you're looking to carve that that piece of time out for yourself and that's ultimately what you want to do that's the start of it you know and when you when you're to the point where you can make that uh make that yours every day i think you're on the right track
2: um right, let me kick this one to you how hard is it for you to get me time being a married man with kids there's a song that gets the lady yeah young kids there's a song out there i forget the young lady's name but uh she says you don't get no me time because that's you and me time and every time i hear that song i kind of cringe and i'm like i can't remember who (laughs) sings it but it's like yeah that's a problem or is it a problem
0: i mean real talk man let's let's just get it out there i mean there ain't really a such thing because you know as soon as you know we're done doing warfare with these kids man you know if we're talking about specifically me time, you know, my wife's there. You know what I mean? Right. So the me time becomes a, a basically a, a war of attrition. If you understand what I'm saying is that, you know, if I can outlast everybody else in the house, <laughs> you know, yeah. if yeah. I can get the, the baby to sleep, if I can get that little girl to sleep. And if the wife can't hold off any longer, then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then, you know, <laughs> you win. <laughs> yeah, I but you know, that's your me time. And you know, who knows how much gas I have left at that time, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm the first one awake and I'm usually the last one asleep. So And
2: myself, if
0: I'm meditating
2: at that hour, it's usually I'm asleep. <laughs> <Right>?
0: It's meditation <laughs> slash sleeping. <laughs> <laughs>
2: meditate till i wake up in the
1: morning <laughs> 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 wake up like that was great <laughs> <laughs> i have to do that more often
0: right, one thing that i did want us to cover you know while we're on the subject well or off the subject whatever um talk about some of those things that you know when we were young men back in the 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 1900s you know some of the stuff that we did that were of detriment to our own mental health that, you know, that we didn't know it at the time, but we know it now looking back. And I mean, I prepared a short list. And uh, the thing is that, hey, you know, when we used to do stuff like, you know, stay up all night, you know, stay up till four or five in the morning and run to work at 8 a.m. You that's know, what I mean,
1: horrible. that's that's absolutely horrible. Like Now I'm counting the hours. When it gets to be about 7 o'clock, I'm like, mm, man, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I'm doing the mental math. Like, man, I got nine and a half hours, man. Let me get this done so I can get into bed. So, yeah, that was absolutely horrible. That was not good at all, man. We were yeah. running on fumes back then, and it didn't even matter. Hey, even
0: didn't care, man.
2: The refueling was bad, too. I mean, eating McDonald's and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, let me eat these Hot Cheetos and Snicker Bar and Mountain Dew, and then I'm a thug it out like that's no
0: good
1: you know (laughs) hey you guys to know man if we were to dig deep enough man we can correlate the things that we put in our body to mental health i'm sure oh
0: see beat me to the spot i was just gonna ask about alcohol and porn
2: (laughs) (laughs) well porn we're not putting anything into our body (laughs) or <laughs> thing. Sabrin,
1: get him get him Sabrin, get him hey, you're putting porn into your mind man if you the more and more you watch that man it can poison your mind and have you going a different way man it gives you unrealistic expectations of women it really does it really does yeah now you know it's it's fun unrealistic expectations to watch but uh <laughs> Uh, I always it, saw it, it as a creative, you know, outlet.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, it, it can right? it can't yeah. be. But there's a lot of studies out there now, man, that's kind of correlating uh, any kind of sexual issues in men to all the porn because it's so readily available nowadays. You know, you got kids, uh, you oh, know, you yeah. got young men, 19, 20, 25 years old dealing with sexual issues mm. uh, because of all the porn they've been watching since they were 14 years old. And, of course, we watched it when we were kids, too, but that was because we, we snuck a tape out of our parents' room or we just happened to come across a VHS tape that we just wanted to see or something like that. But with these cell phones, man, all that stuff is readily available. The stuff that we watch on Instagram is pretty much soft porn you know. all that stuff into your mind over a course of time will have effect on your mind. It definitely will.
0: I switched to diet. I mean, I, I'm watching like, you know, women carpenters and stuff like that on Instagram. So it's just like, yeah, I could know, you know, feel better about myself morally. and you know. Yeah, I just like watching women hammer nails. Hey, hey man, who doesn't?
1: It's OK. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in moderation, right? There you, go. there you go everything no, no. in moderation man. hey if you got don't mind man let me take the gloves off real quick. I got a serious question for you hit me um so as far as mental health is concerned, I know us as men we take on a lot of different responsibilities to make our children uh our significant others and our family happy. and in saying all that are men only loved and cared for for what they can provide for them? Do you guys mm. believe that statement? I uh, heard Chris Rock.
0: Mm. <laughs> yes, out Chris Rock. Out. Shout out, <laughs> out, indeed.
1: Do you find this to be a true statement?
0: I, I think you know what I. I just think you know if 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 I'm being honest with you, I think you know Chris Rock is he's an entertainer. He's being hyperbolic,
1: right. but
0: you know more than anything, you know, yeah, men are only uh love in the, you know in the event that they provide something i think that that goes a little far for me um but i think his greater his greater statement is that that you know that sometimes we, they we can't separate men you know, the the things being provided from the man itself okay i'm a man and i need love and i need understanding and i need all these things but you know i feel like sometimes in some situations those two things get fused the man and the services that he provides
1: what you think man I agree um,
2: with what Herman was saying, you know, he is being funny, but there is some truth in that statement. There's sure, a lot sure. of truth in that statement.
3: Take um, away. absolutely.
2: I can't say personally I feel that way, but a lot of my friends who are out there dating, you know, coworkers and stuff like that. I hear the horror stories and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, there was a guy on Instagram yesterday. He was on there crying because he got stood up. I saw that. Know?
3: Awesome. yeah and I was like that, that's
2: it's awful you know what I'm saying yeah. it's horrible but it's the narrative that we live in Is it's the society
0: right
2: you know let me, um, let me let me understand this he got stood up and he's crying he went to his, I mean it's a younger gentleman they do this all the time i.e. Kiki Palmer's you know baby daddy but they run to these social platforms for you know whatever reason and it it, it didn't pan out the way I think he thought it would but yeah he got he was dating. He spent two weeks dealing with this young lady, trying to figure out what she liked, asking all these questions, showed up for the first date, flowers in hand. She didn't show up. He started bawling. And I'm like, yeah, you know, good idea, bad idea. You know, <laughs> uh,
0: you know what, man? He's he's he supposed to have like 10 crab pots out there in the, in the water, man. He, you know, he's supposed to be sweating, getting stood up. <laughs> come on now <laughs> hey, hey
1: different it, day my friend yeah it's a different day bro it's a different day um uh, you know Stand I, up <laughs> Ain't that something man uh you know i i'm like you guys man i i don't i don't take what chris rock said literally
0: yeah um, no doubt you
1: know i understand that it was a joke and but there is some premise to it because yeah. there's a reason why uh we as men push ourselves so hard you know, we we put ourselves in situations to where we want to be the you know, that ultimate provider and love of our family, of our significant other for our kids. Um, Earl said earlier, man, it's there's a difference between the two. And it's you have to decipher what's most important and, and go that lane. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we're, we would be remiss if we weren't being honest and truthful with ourselves to say that sometimes it's a lot the things that we juggle and the different hats that we wear, it's a lot. And that we feel like uh, that we are under, are under a lot of pressure with some of the things that we try to deliver on on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, that's not even to say how you're treated on a day-to-day basis from from when it comes to work, home.
0: Yes. Children,
1: you know, if, if you, we as men, take our currency from love, from respect, you know, we just kind of, We kind of need that. And in a lot of cases, if you're not given that, um, it could be uh, detrimental to us as men.
0: I've had this discussion with my wife before. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like the sixth or seventh thing that I think about. I like several other people and things that I think about taking care of before I ever come to myself. I'll allow myself a trip to the bathroom and a toothbrush and, you know, washing up my face. And and that's pretty much where me. That's where I end. And then it's all about you know you know the kids are they alive are they fed are you know the wife is she taking care of is you know is she feeling good about you know our marriage and, and our life together and things of that nature I'm gonna myself a whole lot later and i don't know if that's a good thing uh it's not
1: I mean, it's not it's not her I, let me ask you this question somebody a good friend of mine brought this to my attention yeah. uh and you and you too uh dub How often do you refer to yourself as Herman and not Herman, the father, Herman, the husband, Herman, the son, Herman, the brother, all these different hats and different things that you are to all your different people that's close to you and love you. How often do you refer to yourself and take care of yourself as Herman, the man? Zero. That's something we need to take care of and something we need (laughs) to fix. Because yeah, I do I the same thing. One of the best uh,
2: vacations or best times that I had last year was uh, just a, a simple trip to Atlanta where I could just be me. I was just Earl. I wasn't anybody's father, husband, you know, son. I was just out here like if I eat, I'm good. You know where <laughs> I eat, I'm good. I just yeah. had. I didn't have any responsibility. It was just like, let me be me. If this is what I want to do in this moment. I'm free to do that. I didn't, oh, well, you know, what does the wife want to eat or have the kids been fed or, you know, none of that. I can wake up in the morning and be like, hey, I want to eat at that corner store. I don't even know what they serve, but I want something out of that corner store. And it was okay. You need that time. You got to carve that time out, even if it means not necessarily, you know, taking a trip, but just, I need an hour. Nobody knows where I'm at. I'm just going to walk out the door and whatever comes my way is going to be great.
1: And Dub, uh, how often does that occur? You know, we remember when we were young, not often enough, and we ran in our clique, man. And you know, so we was, we was firmed up and we did our thing, or whatever the case may be. We hung around each other all the time. We did what we wanted to do. We moved how we wanted to move. Now, how that has all changed to where our time isn't always ours anymore, it's shared between all the different responsibilities that we hold. So now, like you said, we get that opportunity to have a weekend to where it's just like, man, I'm just I'm just out here. I'm out here just doing this for me, the human being, the man, not the father, son, brother, none of the above. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but you need to be able to assess yourself and give yourself the time that's needed to be able to deal with your deal with things from a day to day basis. You
0: know what? If this is a parallel I heard a I heard this long, long time ago as and you know, I read this on the internet rather. Um, it said that one day when you were younger, you, you and your friends went outside and played for the very last time and nobody yeah. knew it. It's the same thing here. One day yeah. you turn in that card, your jersey goes to the rafters or not. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, you're just dad from here, from here into the grave, your husband from here to the grave, your you know you're something to somebody, but you're never just that dude. You feel, you feel more. me?
2: Right. right, right. So yeah, especially like when your kids have friends, throw your name out. You're now your kids' dad. Uh, That's man,
0: that. yeah, you're the name dad. anymore. You know, yeah. <laughs> somebody called oh, me that just the other day,
2: and I was oh, like,
0: oh, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the
2: rest of your life. And even to the adults, like their parents start calling, "Oh, you're such and such dad," like. Oh. I don't have a name. I'm a person. Oh, <laughs> hey, man,
0: you can me, dude. Yeah.
2: Right. Damn!
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. That's, I that's, just want to say,
0: man, you know what? You guys used to be cool, man. Look, I'm just going to say that. You know what I'm saying? Used
1: to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you start having kids and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, now, used nothing to you do cool. is cool, man. Nothing you do is cool. Trying to hit your kids with some slang. they be like, what are you talking <laughs> about?
1: <laughs> Don't say that anymore, Dad. You like, damn, I, I can't even say that no more. Yeah. That was so
2: 2017. I'm
0: like, what are you? Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like, that go, yeah. uh, go ahead, go er, ahead. I mean, uh Herm.
0: I was uh, I saw saw a video from Mike Epps the other day was talking about, and this is completely off subject, but dressing young. And he's like, no, we, we made this up. You know, the baggy clothes and wearing Jordans. This was our thing. I'm not trying to yeah. dress young at all. This right. is just what we did. So, right. no, yeah. I ain't dressing nothing. We did this. So, right. but.
2: Anyways, they need to get their own damn style, too. A real talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And they did,
0: man. You've you seen suits lately that don't touch, don't touch oh, the shoe. Oh,
2: yeah. They all just like Pee Wee Herman, man. What's going on? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: they do, man. They do. soon as you could possibly find, man, with flooding, flooding pants, bro. That's what it is now. But loafers, you know. Nah, we digress. We digress.
0: We digress. We absolutely digress. That, that kind of no. Um, but
1: I, I, I was gonna say that just leads to even a greater point, man. That just shows how much, uh, even much more now than before when we were hanging out with one another, how it's really important to have a group of your own peers, man, to be able to speak and talk and get stuff off your chest man laugh share experiences man like when i some it'd be days man that i'm carrying so much and i can go over earl's man and drop some of that stuff off man and get some yeah. good advice or just a just a uh a, a listening ear man there's someone that you know care about you man and i feel tons better when i leave them man that's that is vital that is important to to men our age i think men period to be able to be uh vulnerable and understanding because we had to grow into the vulnerability part we weren't exactly vulnerable back in the day we we used to sit and target each other and to talk crazy about each other all day long mm. but now i think we've grown to a point where we can actually speak to each other man on serious topic and issues and be there for one another man and that is needed man you guys are a big part of my mental health man and i appreciate it
0: of course no, I, mean, I mean and of course you want to start encouraging people to talk to somebody you know when you're in such a place that you know that you know that seems like you know you can't get any light and that the walls are closing in that we encourage people to start talking to someone you know whether it be a a mental health professional or you know your boy the guy on the bar stool next to you whatever it is just start talking to somebody so that we can start to kind of bring a resolution to some of these problems
2: right how do you guys feel about like us speaking out in public like i.e. barbershops stuff like that Man. Do you think we can get good health, good mental
1: health, help in these, you know. Hey, barbershop, barbershops with therapists before therapists with therapists, man, you, you can go in there and chop it up by anything, man, and, and feel great about the conversation. You know, uh, I've, I've been going to the same place for almost, you know, over 10, 15 years now, man. So that's always been a place It's a place where I take my son. Uh, Where he can Before
0: therapy was a thing Barbershops was it baby Yeah man
1: Yeah Yeah absolutely Absolutely So That's a That's a great place to start
0: Yeah So we're gonna Barbers
1: Big Russ man Much love bro
0: Russ Juice Uh All those guys Used to be over It was that uh, What's the name I can't remember the name Of the barbershop no more Kenny's 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 Yeah we used to go to Kenny's
1: Yeah Yeah All the time man All the time, it was always a riveting topic going on when we walked in those doors. No doubt, something being talked about. Um, But like I said, that just kind of goes to show, man, a a group of men, man. Like we need to talk. You know, we we like to sit around and carry all that stuff around, man. Need to kind of let that stuff out, talk about it, uh, let other people know what you're going through and what you're dealing with. You never know who is dealing with the same issue. They can give you a, a solution to your issue or your problem.
0: So you fellas have any uh, closing thoughts before we start to, to put a lid on this thing, man, about mental health?
2: Oh, I kind of wanted to talk about some uh, celebrities and whatnot, like we always do. Uh-huh. How do y'all feel about, um, you know, mental Kanye. health? I think it's I wasn't going to go Kanye. I was going to say John. Ja. <laughs> oh, ooh.
1: he's on a mental health break. Is he really does he really think that he's on a mental health break or does he think he's just being suspended so he can come back to work the ball? That's why I wanted to talk about it. Like, you
2: know, we're kind of old school. He's kind of new school. So is this a check the box situation so he can get back in good grace with the NBA or is this an actual I need help situation?
1: I absolutely think that he needs help, but I don't know if he thinks he needs help. I think he's just pretty much on a hiatus because he has no other choice but to be. Um, you, everybody thought that he took it seriously the first time around, but he didn't. And who's to say what would make you think that he's taking this time even more seriously the next time? He he's suspended for what? What is it? How many games? Um A few months or so? Yeah, it's not. I think it's like six weeks or something yeah. like that. It's not yeah, a long not, time. Yeah, it's not catastrophic at all, man. You you know how. Sometimes we operate, man, human beings, men, plain and simple. Sometimes you almost have to strip a person of something um, before they start to understand or be afraid to lose whatever it is that they are trying to hold on to um, before you see change.
0: And we forget he is a very young man, so you got to keep that in mind. Uh, They can't go. But they can't. They're in a, NBA's in such a position that they can't go too hard on him because you know, as as it turns out, he's one of the faces of the the league these days. So yeah, yeah. they can't do what they should really be doing for this man. You know, yeah,
2: I think they might be back. the face. Yes, absolutely. He's losing a lot of money uh, with the choices that he's been making lately. But I said that about Jada. Bring up in our own work situations is mm. mental health. Uh, Help readily
1: available I think it's out there I think it's um, I think it's readily available I don't think a lot of people know that Because I still think we deal with a stigma Where it's taboo To look for help or to talk to somebody As men Um, But I think it's readily available I think it's out there for you if you were to go looking And try to find it I'm a postal sure. worker I'll fuck you up <laughs> Hey
2: but that's like Postal. Remember that shit was prevalent back in the day. Motherfuckers going postal was mental health, like a motherfucker. Yeah, it <laughs> ain't a joke.
1: It is an actual a term. I didn't you know can't even term say until that shit I nowadays.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they got some uh, mental health uh, help out there for postal workers. Y'all was the first ones
0: needing it. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go talking about postal workers, why don't you just sweep around your own front door? Hey,
2: man work is bad man. <laughs> I'm saying you know I worry about people losing their stuff at work all the time because you, we get wanted going out of the building not necessarily coming in so if somebody's having a mental health issue they can walk right into our building guns are blazing so there's always a concern of them Damn. You know, I'm about it. well they don't want anybody stealing anything they're, they're worried about the stuff going out of the warehouse not necessarily coming
0: in mm. <laughs> that's interesting yeah exactly
1: that is a real thing that is a real thing in this day and age man you you have to watch how you treat people and how you deal with people because you know you know sometimes there's a running joke at work to some of those guys that are real quiet doesn't say a whole lot uh maybe have a quick hair trigger you know people are joking man when you come up here with your trench coat man just let me know the day before so yeah that is definitely a real thing that needs to be you know, that's definitely a real thing that needs to be addressed bro that definitely hey, is to those guys I reach out more hey
2: everything good we good you right. good
0: yeah how have some you? candy <laughs>
1: you know
2: what I'm saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> how are you buddy <laughs> right <laughs> alright uh, hey man this was an interesting conversation man well had well thought of mm-hmm. Uh, We're going to have to continue this, man. We're going to put a pin in it for now. We'll be back to talk about this a little bit more later, man. But uh, as for now, you know, any kind of issues that you may have, please reach out to a professional man and, and speak your piece, man. This is from Fatherhood. We'll holler at you guys next time. Peace out. Peace.